0: Hey, y'all, I'm Ashley. And I'm Hunter. And this is More Than Alive.
1: Where we explore what it means to live a connected and intentionally balanced life.
0: We hope that through thoughtful conversations between ourselves and others, that we'll continue to learn more about how we can thrive in a modern world cluttered with confusion and distraction.
1: We're excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome back to the More Than Alive podcast. So, Ashley, what made you feel alive today?
0: Well, okay, so I'm going to cheat the question a little bit and go to last night um (laughs) last night i went surfing for the first time in a while and it was awesome
1: did you actually get up on any waves or did you just go out
0: there and try didn't really (laughs) (laughs) i almost did i stood up a little bit um it was actually (laughs) i swear it was pretty rough out there um and i mean obviously the surfing part is fun and paddling but really what made me feel i was just being in the ocean swimming in the ocean it was kind of in the evening and now that the sun is staying up so late like the sun was just shining it was starting to go down and there were so many people out there it was the perfect temperature the water felt so nice and just made me feel alive for sure yeah so hoping to do a lot more of that um in the near future but what about you hunter what made you feel alive today
1: So I always try every time I wake up to spend about the first 30 minutes of the day doing something for myself. So it's not always the same thing. Sometimes it's journaling. Sometimes it's maybe just spending time like in prayer or maybe it's going for a walk. Um, But this morning I decided to do some breath work. So it's something that like when I focus on doing it and do it and make it a habit, it always like has a huge impact on my day. Um, so I just woke up this morning, uh, sat outside on my porch. It, again, like you were talking about, the weather in Charleston is starting to get great, at least in the mornings and the evenings. It feels awesome getting up. Uh, so I just sat out there with my cup of coffee as always, and uh, just spent time doing some deep breathing and just focusing on, you know, thinking about my breath and just thinking about the day too, about what I had planned and everything like that so honestly that's what made me feel alive this morning was just spending time doing nothing other than breathing <laughs> uh,
0: that's awesome it sounds so simple yes, simple but, but it works yeah no I agree whenever I start my day out like that I've been really trying to do like five minute meditations before I walk into work and they make me feel so grounded but it's mainly about that breath work and about that yeah. mental kind of like preparing yourself for the day yeah, so it's
1: amazing how we can control your body just your breath
0: so. yeah I love it that's awesome all right, y'all. So today we have a very exciting guest in the studio with us. Tanel Jones is with us today. So Tanel is a licensed marriage and family therapist, a licensed addictions counselor, and certified integrative mental health provider practicing in the Charleston area. She works as a resiliency clinician for the staff at the Medical University of South Carolina, as well as in a community-facing Role at MUSC's Health and Wellness Institute. She also runs her own private counseling, consulting, and training practice, working to meet both individuals and community needs. Tanel's work is wide ranging, but often focuses on addressing stress, anxiety, and burnout, um, and learning how to build individual and team resilience. So <laughs> that sounds like she has a lot going on. I'm so excited to hear more. Tonnell, welcome to the more than alive podcast thanks for having me well we are so excited um, for you to be here today and I know you a little bit um, through through the gym that um we, we work at the Hunter and I work at, um, fast and you work out at, it. so I've known you for a few months now. Um, but I don't get to see you in this setting much. Um, we're both <laughs> usually just in workout clothes and sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really happy to see you, um, in a different setting. Um, and to, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about what it is you do. Cause I know from the little bit I know about you, you're an incredible human. And I, I you do. know, I think Danelle would probably say that I, whenever I get to chat with her during classes or training or whatever. I'm like, tell me more about your job. I just want to yeah. know more and more. So I'm so excited that you're here today. And
1: when we first started this podcast and we were thinking about interview guests, I know you were one of the first names that popped up. And when Ashley got to explain just a little bit more about what you do, um, just like she said, I was super interested. So I'm excited uh, to awesome. get into this conversation today.
0: Yeah, me too. Sweet. So tell us what, you know, I. I it sounds like you do a lot and it sounds like your days probably vary, but if you could briefly walk us through a typical day and or maybe just like kind of a glance at your week, you know, you're, you're a licensed therapist. You work with MUSC. What, what's the majority of your work look like?
2: OK, so I'm going to say the majority of my work involves spending time with fabulous people, helping them recognize how wonderful and awesome they are wow (laughs) what an awesome job
1: that was a good response too. every
2: day is like saturday to me so um when people let me in their their most personal and private and intimate spaces to give them guidance to be their best selves like that's how you that's how i describe my week and i do that in multiple ways whether it's in a group setting individual setting over the phone and a text Yeah. yeah
1: I think we're very lucky, just even though we obviously have a different kind of profession, we all get to interact and work with people and get to see people in many different vulnerable states, um, whether it's in the gym or whether it's working with them. And the way you do, it's, it's pretty cool that we get to all be together and get to see that and have a career that is focused on helping people and just being able to communicate and connect and just work with people. I think we're all really grateful for that opportunity
0: you deal with people dealing with anxiety um, and then especially people with different like team dynamics. And I want to get into more of that today and talk about really like resilience and dealing with these different emotions and people in team settings and professional settings, because I think that's one of the hardest things In life to deal with, like working in a team, whether that's your family, whether that's people you work with at your job, or just people you interact with day to day, like working maybe as a team to help do anything throughout the day. I mean, we're all working as a team right now. That's a good example, right? Feeding off people. It seems like you have such a good innate sense for people's um, energy, and how people react. And um, so first, sorry, I know I'm jumping all over, (laughs) all over the place, Um, but talk to us about like why, why building up professional (laughs) resilience is important for young people today?
2: Um, I think it might be helpful to define resilience initially because there's so many different definitions. And I think in the last two years, You've heard that word like resilience, resilience, especially with the pandemic. So um, resilience is uh, you hear people say bouncing back and it's not really what resilience is. Resilience is learning how to move forward as there are going to be challenges. There's going to be pain in our lives and um, embracing that in a way that's meaningful and true to you and so that you can grow. And so with that, then if you now get into a job, right, professional world where there's so much like young people, so many expectations, like the biggest, the biggest thing that I think young people deal with is the inner self critic. Yeah. And so um, and they carry these expectations of how they believe they should be. I always say watch your should They should be. People should be. An organization should be, and and the world should be. And so, if you, um, if you have these expectations, and you don't really have that awareness of what they are, and then you come up against a challenge then you start to get into your head I'm not good enough and I'm not perfect and I'm supposed to be perfect and I think that's what really happens when I engage with a lot of young people in the profession now when they get in and it's like oh this is too much I didn't know it's going to be this challenging or this hard so instead of an analogy that I enjoy using instead of you know, like wishing that you're not in quicksand, it's learning how to move through quicksand in a way that's going to get you out safely, right? Or again, in a way that's helpful instead of hurtful.
1: And I think one thing that you said that stuck out to me too, is it's about like that acceptance of understanding that the path is not going to be easy. And I think it's just like everything. And I've talked about this before, like it begins with self-awareness, but I think having that acceptance of knowing, listen, like I know that, pain is coming, I know that there are things that are gonna happen that aren't gonna be perfect and I'm gonna have to learn how to get through them. I think there's there's people that try to not even acknowledge it and pretend that the road's not gonna be difficult and then there's people that accept it and understand that. And I think that's one thing that just stood out to me right there was just that the acceptance part of it and understanding it is the first step and being able to conquer it.
0: Yeah. So how do you help someone who you see is trying to quickly get out of the quicksand. So when you see someone struggling trying to get out of it, you know, you you maybe bring up that analogy or speak about what you just said. But what are some ways to really snap them out of it or to help them start swimming through the quicksand and figuring out a safe way to get out? Yeah, so
2: you mentioned anxiety earlier, and I think um, it's very important, right, again, because all these words, this Mental Health Awareness Month, anxiety, depression, all these things are are very real for people. um, But I think the message is I'm not supposed to have it or something is wrong with me because I have it. So the way I approach people is, hey. Your anxiety is showing up because you really care about an outcome. Maybe the way you're caring is not helpful, but let's just kind of embrace that. So if you're in quicksand, let's just let's just first pause and kind of get acclimated to the reason that quicksand is here right now in your life, right? And and befriending it instead of trying to push it away. Because the more you push it away without understanding its presence, um, I think it's going to make it easier for it to come back or intensify over time. So I really have people embracing the things that everybody's like, you're not supposed to have this. And I'm like, no, it's a, it's okay to have anxiety. Like it's okay to, depression And the way that I look at it or I talk about it is really just saying that your life is out of harmony. You care about something happening, and it's not happening now. And so because of that, you stop engaging in those meaningful activities and then you become more and more depressed. And so just kind of really connecting to um, the painful part of what they're experiencing in a different way.
0: Wow. I mean, I think that speaks to our generation a lot, Hunter. I mean, we're we're in our early 20s and we kind of were told our whole lives to That these feelings, like you're saying, anxiety, depression, were wrong, and you got to get out of it as quick as you can. You got to get that medicine. You got to put a band aid on it. Snap Mm -hmm. out of it right now, right now. Rather than teaching us to pause, look around, assess the situation, and see then what to do. There's no pause. It seems like yes, no, no look around, no, no introspection.
1: There are things that are in our, in our control and there are things that are out of, our, out of our control. And I think really kind of drawing the line of understanding that and understanding the role that we play in that is super important.
0: I think something you said earlier about expectations is huge. I see that a lot in my life and I've really been trying to think about it lately of being like, why do, why am I acting this way? Oh, because I feel like other people are expecting me to be this, or I'm expecting that of myself, maybe, and maybe that comes from like social media or different things. Um, wh- where do you think that that expectation comes from?
2: Deeply? I think it comes from different like experiences of growing up right and then you first you have your your family of origin telling you to do this do that and then you go into your as a as a young person you go into school and there's all these expectations and rules and I think even you know um, I don't want to open Pandora's box but even kind of whatever your religious beliefs are everything is about this is how you're supposed to behave and this is what you're supposed to do Um, and then so then the concept of common sense and maybe You know, my behavior should fall under this because, again, the majority of people seem like they're doing this on social media. And so, um, yeah, they just come from just how it starts with your family of origin and then it develops over time based off of your social interactions. And as you continue to meet new people and interact, then you get feedback. Right. So that feedback as well. So if you get a new job and all these jobs now have what performance, appraisals at the end of the year or six months and it's telling you whether you did a good job here you did a good job there and then again those expectations build up because most people want to you know they want to be known for being perfect or you know doing their
0: best so right and that's the narrative that I think Hunter and I are trying to smash is that we're not supposed to be perfect and we've kind of been like treading water and trying mm-hmm. to keep our head above water of being like, I'm good. I'm good. Smiling. Right. Yeah. And and it's, it's okay to kind of slip down. Maybe go under the surface. Sounds like what you're saying This is a different yeah. analogy than the, the quicksand and be like, okay, now I'm under the surface. Well, that's not good. I want to get my head back up. How do I do that? Yeah. Or maybe, okay. So everybody's trying to
2: achieve this, what we call perfection, right? I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying change how you define it. Maybe perfection is knowing how you want to show up in the world. Maybe perfection could simply be these are my values and every day I'm going to focus on living out my values no matter what I encounter. Maybe it's that versus the outcome. Right. So we're not instead of being outcome driven, you're just principle based driven. Or instead of in this world where all y'all young people all about doing, 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 Mm -hmm. doing, doing, it could just be. Let me just be like yeah. today, like you, you like you said earlier when you you know, started, you're like just woke up and I was and I just, you know, focus on my breathing and, and was just present in this moment. Maybe that's perfection. I think the idea and the concept of perfection has just gotten so tarnished throughout the ages because it's really I believe it's a real concept or it wouldn't exist. Right.
0: So yeah. It's just more of being your true self. Yes. I maybe mean, in looking, looking inward, like we said earlier, rather than th- the outcome, like you said, or what you're putting out, what you look like from someone else's yes. perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And maybe that perfection is really just you in pursuit of what you're passionate about. And I think like you like you talked about it, internally having these values or having these things that you believe in, like I love that. I think that's, maybe what we should view as like perfection is living up to the values and like the standards that you wanna hold yourself to so you can be better in the world. And it's not maybe these physical things of, okay, like perfection is getting a certain amount of followers on Instagram or perfection is having this uh, job title or perfection is this and that. Perfection should be, I think, just the way that you are living your life. And if that is aligning with, you know, who you truly believe you are.
2: Yeah. And, like, I think also what you brought up earlier, like, when you are starting out as a professional. And how I really guide people in that is to first connect to that intention, your purpose statement. What is your purpose um, for the role that you're about to embark in, like embark on? And what is the reason you are the best person to do it? So you should do that. Write your purpose statement out for whatever profession that you're interested in. What is the reason that you are the best person to do it? What are five goals or things that you want to focus on to make sure you are fulfilling that purpose throughout your earlier part of your career. So you could do that or you could just do a mission statement. Every company has a mission statement, right? Mission statement, vision statement, and core values. Um, You are your brand. You are in this world. So what is your mission for yourself? I think the more you have that and you cling to that, it will help
0: guide your earlier experiences in your work. And guide you through any situation that may happen in work. Yes. Because it sounds like you deal a lot with team dynamics, which I, I mentioned a moment ago are so, so difficult. So some of the most difficult things we deal with, but it sounds like what you're saying is that if you have your personal values, your purpose, everything, and you hold that close to you, no matter who you interact with, no matter what happens, I know you specifically work in hospitals. So obviously a ton of, of things happen every day that nobody can predict and Maybe dealing with those, your your tools and your toolkit or what are close to your heart, mm-hmm. um, and and keeping those to you, with you, no matter what happens in every single thing you do and every single thing that happens.
2: Yeah. Focusing on your intent instead of expectations, because expectations actually cause you to have that physical stress response. And the more that physical stress response builds, builds up within you, then it's going to cause you to have more emotional distress and then impact your overall behavior.
1: How do you think people in our generation and, you know, for our age can find that purpose? I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there that are like, I just, I don't, I don't know like what my values are. I don't know what my why is when I wake up in the morning. I don't know why I'm pursuing what I'm doing. So I know for me personally, I was lucky enough to be able to realize that when, when I started in finance and I was doing that and I realized this just wasn't waking me up in the morning and giving me that, that, um, passion for life that I know training was going to. So what would you say for those people out there that just don't know where to start? They feel like they're in that quicksand and they want to get out of it. But they just don't know like how to start because they don't know what that why is or what their own personal set of of values that they want to live is.
2: Yeah. So again, I would I would just start by asking yourself questions like, um, you know, at the end of the day, what do I want to be true as a result of my interaction with the world? at the end of the day, what do I want to be true as a result of, you know, um, maybe something that I've said to someone. I think most times, again, it's we're all about like, and I get it, money, money talks. Um, But maybe again, focusing on if the money wasn't here, right? If we lived in a society where money wasn't an option, how would you want to experience people? How would you want to, what would you want to do? Because, I work with a lot of people who make good money, but they are so stressed out that they don't really get to enjoy it. Um, So for if you haven't, and maybe that's a good thing, if you haven't already jumped into a career that now you're like, oh my gosh, this is not what I want for myself. Um, Think about, you know, again, just that place of peace. Like we we just don't promote peace enough. Peace and harmony. (laughs) Like just... Everything doesn't have to be equal. It just has to create um, kind of music in your life. And so, if you do start something and it doesn't go well, listen. It's okay to just say this is not working and walk away.
0: That's what I I want to ask you about, though, is where's the line? Because we talked about professional resiliency of you know, not everything's going to be sunny and rainbows all the time. How do I know? So Hunter, it sounds like you just had like an innate feeling. When you were in finance, you're like, I got to get out of this. But maybe there's someone listening to this right now. And they're in a job that they they don't enjoy. Or their boss is really tough on them or something. And it's like, how do they know whether they should jump out of the ship, or whether they should hunker down and, and you know, figure out how to how to swim?
2: OK, so if you are having these external factors of other people again, and it fits impacting how you see yourself, I'm not going to say jump ship. I'm going to say work on that. So if you go back to the original. OK, so. I'm going to go to school for four years to to be a nurse. The reasons I want to be a nurse or the purpose of what I'm going to do is to to save lives. To be, If you stay connected to that, post it somewhere. And again, the reason you're the best person, that helps you build what you were just asking me about, Hunter, is like, okay, how do I stay involved in, in that? And then it'll also guide how you choose to interact with people even in those challenges. Because again, a challenge is going to come from what am I expecting? Is there a should statement here? Oftentimes a challenge feels like a challenge when you don't believe that you can manage that challenge. And then the other part that makes that challenge intensely um, stressful is what we call the threat factor. So how is this challenge threatening me? So a lot of that really is learning how to, again, pause and reflect and not just reflect just by considering it in your mind you have to write these things down I'm everything that I've said if you're not writing it your brain is not going to connect to it to see that it's important um and so that's what I would encourage like sit down write out hmm what about And maybe maybe your purpose don't have to be, and I think this is also important, you don't have a purpose statement for life. You have a purpose statement for the season. So you want to evaluate. So those of you who are familiar with teams, right? Teams teach us a lot, right? Sports teach us a lot. You have the gameplay for, for this quarter. And guess what? You have to shift up because maybe you now have new players on your team and now you have to get to know them. But if you stay stuck and rigid and and this is how I'm supposed to be, you're not going to grow.
1: I love that. Like your philosophy doesn't have to change, but your game plan does because that that's awesome. That's actually something that um, I, I've i done recently is just with kind of what we've been doing and having to kind of balance three different things, like starting a business and training and doing all this stuff, it can get pretty clustered and hard to really understand what that real purpose or that personal why is. Um, so I, I, I think that's incredible. I think being able to sit down and write out like, what is like your personal like philosophy? Like, what do you want people when they think of you? What do you want them to feel? What do you want them to really picture you as? And then, like you said, seasons are gonna change in life. There's gonna be different things that you're gonna set out to accomplish or set out to do. And that, the strategy and the game plan of how you actually go and pursue that is gonna be different. But I think you need to have that, that guiding why for, for what you're doing. And it doesn't have to be specific. Yeah, I love, I love that.
0: that. Being dynamic and being able to adjust and still still staying true to your values. Yeah. Yours, not everybody else's,
2: because I think that's also
0: very common for young people.
2: Like when you post something, somebody doesn't like it. Oh, they don't like me. And essentially then, whether you say you don't believe in religion or not, then you've allowed a person to become your God because you're only living and behaving based off of how you believe they want you to. And so that
0: causes more
2: stress as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like looking for that validation. Mm-hmm. That's how you know, maybe you are not secure in your own beliefs and, and actions Yeah, mm-hmm. and whatever you've produced. Because I, I was thinking about that with the podcast today, actually, um, you know, I was just thinking about other people like, oh, is this person gonna like it? Is this person gonna yeah. like it? And then I was like, why on earth? Am I caring about those people? I know <laughs> yeah. what our purpose is and why we created this. And I'm proud of that. And if one person is listening to this right now, I'm happy about that. And it that.
1: leads to sustainability. Like being able to do something that you truly believe in and that is authentically you is the only way you can sustain that philosophy or that why for your life. like any time that you think about how much more stressful it is to be doing something that you don't even enjoy but you're trying to do it to make other people enjoy what you're doing like it's that yeah that it's it's so funny you said that because i was thinking about that the other day i was like who's gonna like this podcast like who, who do i want to share this to first like who's gonna really go and like view it like and it's like there's there's so many external things that we just think about and i don't think it's just our generation i think throughout Time, it's human, it's human, human nature to be comparing and and wanting the validation of others, um, but yeah, it's it is, that's why it's we fun. need
0: more people like Tanel in this yeah. world to go around and say, "Hey, look inward." Hey, look inward. Because
1: um, there's so many, there's so many things in the world we live in now that are pulling us away from that. Like, just open up your phone. It's like, it's it's crazy because I actually might get sick and tired of me saying this, but I always tell people that. Waking up in the morning, it's like you can either learn to like plan and like attack your day or wake up and just react to your day. And so many people roll over and the first thing they do is grab their phone, start scrolling through Instagram, social media, looking at emails. And they're just all of a sudden in a like a stress state having to just react to the world. And they don't have that time to sit there and find that peace and that harmony. And, and we
0: all do it sometimes. Yeah. You know, you just said some people do this, but oh, yeah. all three of yeah. us have. Yes. Yeah, of course. And no,
2: no, don't put me you in. You never there.
0: have? <laughs> You're right. You are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I'm saying like when people I come across, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm having a bad day. I'm like the whole day, the whole day has been bad. Like nothing's been good. You didn't make it to work. You didn't get to like, I right. just really being able to have that perspective. <laughs> Listen, don't put me in there. All I, I'm not lumping you in. <laughs>
1: That is awesome. I, I, I love that you said that you didn't have anything that went good today. I think paying attention too to like the, the small things that, hey, this could have gone really bad, but guess what? It went pretty good, so this yeah. might not be that bad of a day. Um, or you know, like yeah. kind
0: of zooming out and laughing when something when your day yes. is going horribly, based on things you cannot control. Yeah. yeah.
2: I would say that I'm experiencing joy. Ninety nine point nine percent of the day, every day, I make space for all emotions because all emotions are fabulous. Um, and and I wanted to say, joy is not the same as happiness. That's a whole other segment, but oh, we'll um, bring it back for that. So one. yeah, so I, I I'm joyful ninety nine point nine percent of the day.
1: Have Have you always been that way? Have you always felt that you you've been joyful ninety nine percent of the time, or? Was there a shift? I've
2: had challenges. I would say yes. Again, so if you've ever heard about me, I always tell the story, and I think I might have told you about how I even got to this place of when I was three, four, and five, Sesame Street. I watched Sesame Street, and watching Sesame Street, it was important to see that no matter what, these were the diverse characters and they were all different and it was still about learning and they had things and challenges on Sesame Street. And all I knew is I want to help people feel good about themselves and, and respect their individuality while also being able to embrace other people. And I was just, I guess, fortunate to recognize that when I was young.
1: So Wow. Shout out Sesame Street. That, that's, yeah. that's awesome.
2: Any parents listening to this or, <laughs> yeah. or future parents. Um, yeah. So I would say for for also the generation that's getting into work and the, another important two important things with resilience is connection. You want to have a strong support team. Um, you don't want to isolate yourself in this world. Mentor and be mentored, right? So that's important. And the other thing is self care and revitalization really learning how to rebuild, restore, replenish, re-energize yourself. Self-care needs to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, So again, a whole nother um, topic, but those are also very important as it relates to
0: maintaining professional resilience. I think people are struggling now with connection more than ever. So I love that you said that because obviously there are ways to virtually connect, even if you're at home listening to this right now and you work from home every single day. There are ways now, as we know, through social media and through FaceTime and stuff to connect and And also I like what you said about mentor and be mentored. Yes. I've never really mm-hmm. thought about both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's important no matter your age and especially young people entering their careers is Maybe they're looking for a mentor, but there's always someone that, that you can mentor to and they don't yeah. have to necessarily be younger than you. They don't necessarily have to be in your professional career. Yeah. Right? right? Maybe they're yeah. just experiencing something that you did and you can guide them through. That, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right. Well, we could talk to you for hours and hours and now i i I want (laughs) to i want to have you back on for sure maybe we'll talk about joy or yeah there's um, so
1: many different things we could talk about now
0: yeah but (laughs) i I think that every single thing you said today Tanel, is is has been extremely um useful and, and valuable definitely for people listening right now i know for hunter and i for sure so we're grateful that that you came in. But before you leave, I understand you have, you have the dare. Yes. You have the dare for the week for us.
2: Yes. It's a dare for everyone listening. So every day, um, at the end of your day, of your work day, write down three successes, no matter how small or how big, on a post-it note in your car. If you don't drive to work, you ride your bicycle, whatever, buy yourself a packet, post-it notes, write down three things that you did well today. Because again, we tend to focus on the negative especially when we're stressed and so this just allows you to be able to say hey i did show up i did do this even if it's something like you send an email back to someone and use kind words when they were totally presenting attitude yeah Write that down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah All right. that, i'm excited to do that yes, thank you to know
1: i will do that for sure Thank you guys for listening to this awesome episode. Uh, Thank you again, Tanel. It was a pleasure just to sit here and just be able to listen to all the the value that you were able to give us today in such a short amount of time. So I know we'll definitely um, be talking again soon, all of us together. So thank you guys again and have a great rest of your week.
0: All right, bye y'all. The More Than Alive podcast is brought to you by our awesome team, producer Addison Anthony, recording and mixing engineer Drees Vandenberg, music by J.D. Moon and Taylor McDonald, and your hosts, Ashley Anthony and Hunter Fascinero.